0: Welcome to the Property Nomads podcast. Welcome to the first of two episodes about mold. We will be going through in this episode about the causes of mold, basically what, why it happens, how it happens. And then next week's episode, we'll be looking at the solutions to combating mold as well. Thank you to those who contacted us on social media and who wrote into to us uh, over the last few months asking uh, for us to talk about mold. Uh, so that's what we are here to do. We've broken it down into two episodes purely for the fact that when we sat down and looked at all the content, we realized it'd be such a long episode and we appreciate that most people that listen to, this show like anywhere between 10 and 20 minute episodes. And uh, there's probably about 40 minutes of content here, hence why we have split it down. So let's look at mold. Let's look at the causes of mold. And also let's look at whose responsibility mold is. First of all, mold is pretty much a pain in the backside. When it comes to property, uh, it can cause a lot of issues. It can cause a lot of issues with your lungs. If you are breathing in uh, the air in which mold sits, that is a very long term and dramatic thing. But again, these things do happen. Mold would normally occur when you are getting a cold air front hitting a, a warm air front initially you might get some condensation but then if that condensation is not treated over time that bacteria will start to grow and hence you get mold now that can happen in your home that can happen in you know your fridge wherever it might be that's pretty much how how mold happens. When it gets to black mould, however, that is the second biggest killer in housing, supposedly, in the UK. It is incredibly deadly if it's not treated. And again, we'll be looking at the solutions to that next week. How can mould happen? Well, there are numerous ways in which mould can occur. It could be that it's happening as a result of excessive damp in the home. There's two main types of damp. You can have your rising damp, i.e. it comes up from the floor, normally goes up to about a metre, a metre and a half high, and it means that normally your joists get wet, uh, you know, your brickwork can get wet, etc., etc. Or you can have penetrating damp. A penetrating damp uh, is damp that basically isn't rising. It's coming through anywhere from the chimney down. Maybe there's a hole in your guttering or maybe some of the pointing on one of the, your properties isn't quite right. And therefore, you're getting water ingress, sitting on the brick, that's creating damp patches. And again, if that's not looked at properly or not understood properly, again, over time, that can lead to mould. Some random stats and facts for you. as Supposedly 20% of household, UK households, that could have issues with damp and mould. Apparently around about 25% of private rentals failed to meet guidelines for a decent home standard, that's the M-E-E-S. 48% of social housing tenants apparently feel ignored after reporting poor conditions. Now that could be to councils or indeed private landlords, and we'll go into that in a bit. And I'm not sure how they quite got this figure, but apparently or, or mould and living conditions, etc., apparently cost the NHS about 1.4 billion pounds a year. Not sure how they've exactly come to that figure, but figures are figures. The challenges that you have with mould is that it can be caused by quite a few things. Sometimes it can just be the building itself. So um, most of the housing stock that we have in in the UK are going to be very old, you know, Georgian-style, Victorian-style properties. Also, quite a lot of stock are going to be potentially Edwardian as well, so the very start of the 1900s. And quite commonly, if you have solid brick properties i.e there are no there is no cavity wall it's made out of well solid brick it does what it says in the tin and they're normally the worst culprits for damper mold over the years you can get them in other older style homes but it is it's rarer with well, biggest challenge is the solid brick homes but of course the other challenges that you get are a lot of homes that are built after the second world war and the reason for that is that due to the after effects of the second world war and building conditions and materials that were available to use at the time that's where you get a lot of system build homes as in you might have metal frames or they're built out of pure concrete bits and pieces like that you're finding that at the time was okay for the housing stock but now it's not as good and again that's the hindsight of sitting here in 2023 looking at it 50 60 70 years ago going "Mm, actually that's not quite good now but at the time it done the job in short the building itself can be the issue and it can come down to what's it made out of what is the floor type so again if you've got a suspended timber floor in a home i.e you've got the joists etc etc what can happen over time generic osmosis water gets in somewhere mainly through the bricks or a gap in the wall somewhere that will affect the joints and that means that that uh, the wetness of the joists is going to then feed up the walls You get damp. And again, if that's not looked at and treated properly or where it's come from, isn't identified properly, you're then going to end up with mould. So that covers the external parts of potential mould. So again, we're looking at it coming from rising damp, possibly, or penetrative damp. And again, that's going to more than likely come from the type of the home, when, when it was built, if it's solid brick or not. Uh, Or, you know, how's the home constructed? Where are the cold spots and the hot spots? What's the overall construction quality like? They are the big external factors that we have to look at. And quite a few of those things can be dealt with. Uh, Sometimes things just are not able to be dealt with, but we'll look at that next week in solutions. Now, internally, let's just say, that, and i put it as politely as we can, that quite a few people might not have a great understanding of mould, damp, condensation, and the differences between them. All I would say is in my book, By Tillet, How to Get Started, it covers everything in there. Of course, you can always Google the differences between damp mould and condensation. A lot of the reasons for mould appearing in the home are the the way in which you and I live, or if we're landlords, sometimes the way the tenants live. Now, we could be talking about tenants doing, oh, sorry, I'm going to say people because I think that's the fairest thing to say. The people in general might be doing quite a lot of cooking, which is great, but then they might not be opening the windows. So there's no air ventilation. Now, if they're not doing that, then all of this hot air, created from the cooking, all the steam, et cetera, is gonna be meeting cold spots around the home. And cold spots, you know, normally you find them around your, your windows, uh, your, your external doors, and uh, normally in the corners of the rooms as well, because again, that hot air is attracted to that cold air. So if you've got people that are cooking and they're not using any ventilation and they're keeping all their windows closed, then over time, what will happen is that when that hot air meets the cold air, that will create condensation. Now condensation can be easily wiped away, not a problem. Condensation is perfectly manageable. But if condensation isn't looked after, then what will happen from there is that that mold will form. Now when you get black mold, that's dangerous. So you might get, again, I'll go back to the cooking example. You might get people cooking, They're just living their life as normal. They've got no understanding that they might need to open a window occasionally. The condensation starts, and then over a while, because that's not treated, then mold happens as a result. If that does turn to black mold, that's no bueno. Now on top of that, if the tenant, or sorry, if the person doesn't have knowledge of disposing of mold, then that's not good either, because they might just let it build up and build up and build up. And that's the worst thing that you can do, especially as with quite a lot of mould, all it takes is a, a bit of elbow grease and a cloth and normally some bleach, or you can get some you know, specialised mould removers, and having a good generic clean of it will get rid of it. And chances are it won't come back. It's not always the case, but chances are it won't come back. Also, general cleanliness. You know, you have to remember that in the home, we are we are breathing, we are living, we are, you know, talking, we're doing, you know, we're living our lives. If we are not getting the airflow in the home at all, and again, we're continuing to, you know, breathe, live, etc., and we're doing some cooking, all of that air that's being created has got to go somewhere, and again. This is what normally happens. It will go somewhere, normally to the coldest spot it can find. And again, that's when you get your condensations. And again, if that's not looked at over time or, or treated or understood, then that can that can create mold. They are the main causes of mold. They are how it can happen. And that I'm sure there are other reasons that I've not thought about but trying to keep this as, as simple as possible without geeking out for about six episodes on mold. They are probably the main ways that mold can happen. It's important to understand the differences between damp mold and condensation. Again, damp can be penetrative, i.e. through the walls. It can be rising damp, i.e. coming up from, from ground level. Condensation, uh, that's just cold air meeting hot air. and uh, That's where you get your you know, a bit of steam on your windows etc that's just generic condensation you can normally get rid of that quite easily mold is when you don't treat that condensation look after it and it, it grows and it grows and it grows and it grows and again it's normally cold spots and hot spots it's just us living our lives and maybe not having an understanding of of it they're the causes of mold the solutions episode we'll go into next week Uh, we're going to be looking at whose responsibility it is uh, what can be done sometimes there's not a lot that can be done and what happens moving forward hopefully found this useful a little bit off the beaten track but again it's housing related and we'd like to give a shout out that if you contact us and ask us for specific things i.e episodes on mold etc then we're always happy to sit down and and look at it we feel that we're here to provide a service and as much useful information as we can so that's mold part one they are the causes next week mold part two we will go over the solutions hasta luego